You're listening to A Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al-Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhlain.org support. With all of this information that we get from the Sufi sources, it, like how do they still promote like Aisha in this positive light when like other people, as soon as there's one small thing in the hadith, they have a fabricated hadith in Bukhari that attributes this hadith to the Prophet. The Prophet supposedly said, um, "The virtue of Aisha, with respect to my other wives, is the virtue of tharid over other types of food." Tharid is basically um, when you have a bowl of meat and my laham. What do you call the water with the meat? Broth. So the broth and the meat, and then you have some pieces of bread. The Arabs like this food. Yani if you wanted to treat your guest, you make them a dish like that. We call this in our Arabic traditions my laham, my laham, right? Supposedly the Prophet, this is hadith in Bukhari, he said Fadlu Aisha ala nisa The virtue of Aisha over other women is like the virtue of this meat broth over other foods. So like here the Prophet is saying regardless of what she did, the Prophet loves her and he says she's the best of my wives. So we're gonna follow her, that's their justification. So they don't even, they won't even argue about these, like I don't care, the Prophet said that, I'm sticking to what the Prophet said. However, where's your intellect? The Prophet wouldn't contradict himself, on the one hand he says the one who hates Ali ibn Abi Talib is a hypocrite and then he says she's the best wife. Mm-hmm. Secondly, what kind of a uh, comparison is that? Like a decent man would compare his wife to a food? Like what's your favorite food? Give me an example. Imagine, imagine today, tomorrow on the Friday sermon, I go on the pulpit and say, oh people, you know, um, I'm describing, let's say, my daughters, right? We're not polygamous, we have one wife. (laughs) So let's say I have three daughters and I say, you know, my eldest daughter, I love her so much, uh, she is like, to me, like the mluchia compared to other foods. Come on, is that a decent thing to say? You're comparing a human being to food. Yani that's not the eloquence of the Prophet, that's not the akhlaq of the Prophet, that's not the way he'd speak. Never in his life did he liken anyone to food for him to do that to Asha. All the signs of fabrication are there. The Prophet never would say something like that. Even if he really wanted to praise her, that's not how you praise a person. That's very low, yani. Some, some uh, stone-headed Arab fabricated this hadith, probably Muawiyah or somebody paid him or after Muawiyah, but the Prophet would not say it. You know, I, I'd lose respect for a true Prophet leader who would describe his wife as such. Like, and you didn't find any other comparison? So they, they, they would resort to hadiths like that to justify their position, yeah. Did, um, did the Prophet know how Aisha felt about Imam Ali or is it after like the drama with... We believe the Prophet knew okay. and he had warned her, but Allah, because Allah wants to try this Ummah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded the Prophet to be patient because one argument is well why didn't the Prophet divorce her with all of this? Well previous Prophets they had disbelieving wives, they didn't divorce them. The Quran in Surah Al-Tahreem when on page one of that Surah talks about 
the two wives of the Prophet conspiring, Allah says and Allah has given examples of two wives of the Prophet who were not believers. The wife of who? Nuh. And the wife of who? Lut. They were, uh, you know, spouses to our righteous servants, Nuh and Lut, but they went against them. Okay, Prophet Nuh, how long did he live amongst his people? 950 years according to the Quran. So we know he lived with his wife for like centuries. <laughs> Why didn't he divorce her? She was a bad lady. In fact, you know what the hadith says? When the uh, unbelievers would come to try to stone him for preaching the path of God, he would hide, protecting him, himself and his safety. She would tell them where he was hiding. I have a question to our Sunni brothers. Why didn't Nuh divorce her? Why didn't God tell Nuh, get rid of her? Whatever answer you give me, I, I will say about the Prophet. He had to be patient? Okay, the Prophet had to be patient. It's a test? Okay, it's a test. Whatever you say about the wife of Nuh, and whatever you say about the wife of Nuh, say it about the Prophet's wife. I don't have to come up with my own answer. You give me the answer you want about these two, which Quran mentions, it's not a hadith, you could say this is not sahih. Quran clearly mentions this in Surah Al-Tahrim. Whatever justification you come up with, for Nuh and Lut not divorcing their wives and not being commanded by God to divorce their wives, we can say the same about the Prophet. So yeah, we believe the Prophet was aware of this, but it's a trial. He, he knows Allah wants to try this Ummah and she's part of that trial. And that's, you know, Allah also wants to elevate the Prophet. He's a role model for all people. You know that if you have a spouse who's making conspiracies, as Surah Al-Tahrim, tells us about their conspiracy, be patient, you know, don't still maintain your akhlaq. So there are a lot of reasons why the Prophet didn't take, you know, severe action, even though he'd, he'd rebuke them once in a while, but it's not like he kicked them out of Medina or he punished them. No, it's not a coincidence, because see Surah Al-Tahrim is only two pages in, in the current uh, script of the Quran. Page one, Allah talks about two wives of the Prophet Also the historians and mufassirs agree to Aisha and Hafsa. They made a conspiracy against the Prophet, Allah threatened them and the Quran said their hearts strayed from the truth. Now the Quran knows that there are Muslims who say, no, 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 but they're the wives of the Prophet. I cannot get it through my head that they disobeyed the Prophet. Allah says, I'll give you two examples. What's mathal in Arabic? Example, what more do you want? You Muslim who've uh, put a barrier on your intellect and said, I'm not going to accept that she disobeyed the Prophet. Let me give you two examples of two wives of great prophets like Nuh. They disobeyed them and the Quran says they went to hell. Why do you think out of 600 pages, Allah decides to put the example of these two men in Surah Al-Tahrim? As the brother said, is that a coincidence? It's so a Muslim knows, look, she can be a wife of the Prophet, but she can deviate from the right path. She can disobey the Prophet. It's not impossible. Yes, brother. Uh, Sayyidina, so when we're talking about this, does it mention anywhere else that the Prophet would have then had the right to divorce her if he was still alive? Because considering all this of what she's done and all the aftermath, like this is so degrading to the Prophet, I mean, because now people are looking at us and they're getting all this from these main Sunni sources that are not Muslim, they're looking at us like, look at your Prophet, whatever, and most of this is coming from these books. 
Yeah, a lot of what Bukhari says is degrading. We mentioned in our class last week the disturbing hadiths Aisha narrates in Bukhari about the Prophet. Yeah, this hurts the Prophet's image and that's why we as lovers of the Prophet and followers of the Prophet, we need to uh, reject what's being attributed to the Prophet and come out openly and say that does not represent our Prophet. That's not who the Prophet we believe in. Very briefly, how did Aisha die? It's not very clear under which circumstances, but there are references that Muawiyah actually killed her. See, initially Aisha sided with Muawiyah. Why? Because they had a common enemy. Who's their common enemy? Imam Ali, the Ahlul Bayt. But then later, when her brother Abdul Rahman, Aisha's brother Abdul Rahman ibn Abu Bakr, when he became on bad terms with Muawiyah, there was some beef between him and Muawiyah, that basically um, extended to Aisha as well. So they became on bad terms. And when Muawiyah came to Medina and he announced that he's chosen Yazid to represent him, Aisha was critical of him. She rebuked him publicly. We have Al-A'mash, who's a scholar in his book, As-Sirat Al-Mustaqim. Al-A'mash is considered to be thiqa, reliable uh, in the Sunni traditions. He says that Muawiyah killed Aisha. So we have a testimony from Al-A'mash that Muawiyah killed Aisha. We also have Al-Bayadi Al-Amili, another Sunni scholar. Um, he's also mentioned that after Aisha opposed Muawiyah and she told him, how dare you appoint Yazid to be after you? He basically um, had a ditch prepared to be on her path. She fell in it and she died. So he's testifying that Muawiyah played a role in her death. We also have an, a Sunni hadith in the book Wafayat al-A'yan that states Ibn Umar, the son of Umar, cried a lot when Aisha died. He mourned her. Muawiyah rebuked him. He told him, why are you crying on, on a woman? Ibn Umar says, she's like my mother, she's Ummul Mu'mineen, of course I'm gonna cry. Yeah, you're not her son. Meaning he's trying to tell him maybe you're not a believer, so you don't cry. So this all indicates that Muawiyah was not on good terms with Aisha. So it's perfectly plausible that he had a role in her killing. But is it something we can confirm 100%? No, maybe not. But is it possible? Absolutely. Does that make her a shahidah? If you don't die on the path of Allah, and we believe she was not on the path of the Prophet, then no. It does not. Two enemies of the Ahlul Bayt fighting each other. That does not make you a shaheed. Because if you die, fi sabilillah. And we don't believe that she was on fi sabilillah.